johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. We are back with another issue of SportsInsiderRadio.com on the 9th of November, post-election day. And if you guys were betting the election, which we were not, talk about the favorite flipping to a dog and the dog flipping to a favorite. That's all I'll say. Politics, just like sports, it ain't over till it's over. So, Mike, how was your weekend? I know you were out of town, and then you attempted to go to the Ravens game and instead the future wife said, you better get your you-know-what home. Oh, it was great getting a nice uh, mental reset. Usually I don't get a chance to do that during the football season, but I have such a strong team behind me that was able to pick up where it didn't matter. You know, my guys are doing exactly what they're supposed to do. We got our main and Main guy that's probably on the show right now. I don't know if he popped in yet, Mr. D. Mill, who had a pretty solid weekend in game as well. So, you know, overall, you know, it's hard because every single time you're you're crushing these books, it's it's a different metric of what we're offering. You know, college basketball started. College basketball started on Monday. People didn't even know that college basketball had actually began already while we know what you were doing on Monday, John, but to tell us a little bit before we jump into football, you know, you already were looking at the markets on Monday. I know there was about 90 games. What is, what is the process when it's so early in the season? What are you looking for? I'm not, I'm Johnny square. I can't, I cannot comment. I've been prohibited by Mr. Miller to comment Johnny square. (laughs) I keep everything proprietary. My new name is Johnny square. And uh, I'm scared. I can't be, uh, can't, can't have Dave uh, tell me that I'm square. So all I will say is this, it's very valuable to take advantage of the amount of games and immense numbers uh, when it comes to early in the college basketball season. Um, I will tell you that there is definitely an edge to the dog side because, you know, again, these are kids. These are, these are students. These are not uh, high-powered athletes. And, you know, right now, I believe, and I'm trying to, trying to come up with the numbers right now, give you the exact rundown. Early in the season, just to give you guys a perspective, how many games there are in college basketball versus college football, um, we have so far had 
We are currently right now, dogs are 64, 69, and 1. So the dogs are the favorites of 152%. But the point is, just think about it. The season started on Monday. We're almost at 200 games. We're not even on, this is night three. Monday, Tuesday, they've, it's already six, they've already had, what is it, 69 and 64 and one. I mean, it's, it's just crazy, the amount of volume that's there. And so Dave, if on his Instagram channel, said, you know, this is the volume time. Dave was complaining there was a light day yesterday of no NBA. I don't know why he was complaining because he's going to be not coming up for air till at least the last week of March, the first week of April now. 202 games in the last two days. Now, so Dave, welcome, first of all. Welcome, welcome. Thanks, thanks. Oh, by the way, off topic, on the radio, Dave, I know that I want to thank you. You made me feel a lot better on your Instagram story. You know, I love you personally. We're friends. You had the spotter there, but you told him not to help you, but at least he was there in case the bar came down on your neck. And uh, you'll get to 20. I have no doubt that you'll get to 20 before December 1st. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. How's everything going over there? Good? It's going well. Um, you know, I, I love this time of the year because of the, the cross of all the different sports and the different opportunities you get every day. And, I mean, it's literally – you say it was a full-time job when football started. Now it's a full-time job seven days a week because, you know, predominantly in the beginning of the year, your work life of the, you know, the 12 to 13-hour grind was consistently the weekends. So what happens now, Dave, when it's every day? When do you actually start looking at college basketball? Is there an actual time? Do you actually have it, like, read every week? Like, what, what's the process before you actually start looking at it? Uh, probably... No, I mean, I'm going to look at it, but I won't have that many bets until probably like end of December or January. Got it. Is there a reason behind it? Just, I just don't got want to it. Got it. It's just, it's just a bandwidth. You just lose, don't have enough yeah, time in the day. Yeah. Ideas. Yeah, when I try to do that. Got it. Lose. Yeah, because our yeah, other I'm groups, hard. it was funny, um, you know, the groups that are – that are catching prices very, very early. I mean, the price differentials that I'm seeing that they're able to catch in college basketball, is it – give me the percentage differential between college football and – college basketball just a couple points better because you're able to get better lines with prices compared to college football? For the people that are betting it across 400 accounts, yeah, but for someone like me, no, you can't bet as much. Got it. So, yeah, Overnight lines are much less, right? Yeah, I can't bet anything. Oh, you literally can't bet anything on that stuff right now. Got it. So Got it. So for the guys that have a multitude of accounts, they're able to to get that price point in. Because I'm just seeing the line moves, especially yeah. early in the season. I mean, I couldn't tell you what players are playing, or you really don't need it with our model. There's no reason for you to know any of the players and do any handicapping whatsoever. No handicapping is going in with these teams that we know nothing about. Basically, a lot of them are high school players that are going in. But the price changes, and now we have a a four-point advantage on either the spread 
and that I've seen, especially on Monday when I saw high volume go into my account, um, that I was actually monitoring and on the totals as well. So, you know, I'm used to it being Saturdays where the volume is heavy, but now with college basketball, I mean, we're going to be running into this, you know, five, six days a week. Um, so I'm very excited, but how many you know, accounts do you have? Still, uh, five at the moment. Yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, this is the real money. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll it's, see, it's, hopefully, it's pumping. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, you stay in action. Yeah, for sure, man. It it always goes back and forth, but. Um, the cool part about this time of the year as if well is involved, we're around, yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, so on your Instagram right now, you're talking about college basketball volume and why it's important. I know we have a lot of new listeners. Can you? And I know it's like redundant, but can you explain why volume matters and why it helps so much in the long run? Just like a a, a, a version that somebody that is new to Sports betting can understand. Well, it plays the, the games play out quicker, and then assuming you have an edge on all of it, it's more money in your pocket. But playing the games out quicker is nice. Uh, but what you're talking about, I mean, it's almost hard to lose over a week. I mean, <laughs> that's why. I mean, you you probably on all your accounts beat the move on ninety percent of the bets, right? No, for sure. I mean, what I'm getting it, in, but see, I'm not trading the accounts consecutively. So I if I get not. a better I line, I play. Right, right. But like, so it's, it's different who throughout. Who cares if you beat the move by three or four points? And if anyone else wants in, yeah, we're around. This is big. Um, but yeah, it's just impossible to. I don't know. It's impossible for some for like sitting there and just doing it all myself is hard. But I still do good. You know that, but yeah, I saw some of the bets. I mean, <laughs> over 131, like 137. I saw some of them. Yeah, and you can't lose. You know, with, I mean, hard. yeah, that the you whole thing is time. That's that's what I try to preface the most when somebody is listening to us is don't try to have expectations over a couple weeks or even a month. If you're following us and you're just getting our information day in and day out and you're able to then play it in your own accounts, I mean, I'm telling you, in the long run, you're going to be profitable because we're putting out such a large volume size that it matters. You know, that's what matters. We're we're cross-referencing different sports. We're getting the information out to you with speed. I mean, overall, I mean – it works, and I just – I hate the fact that when I speak to a new client, he goes, let me show what you could do me for a week. I'm like, man, having you tried this a million times before, like, that doesn't matter. If you're going to do it right and you're going to treat it like a business, do you ever try to, you know, start a business and see if the first week is successful? And it, I think it's hard for some guys to really change gears and and really treat this as a business when they're so used to – weekend betting and that's just how they rate success so you know i do believe that you know through all our different channels that we're basically allowing clients to monitor all of our success and basically ride our coattails yeah we have so much information it's just 
how much does a client want to stop doing it his way and go, you know what? You know, I've tried it before. It doesn't work. I mean, we have a client um, that was at a um, the Tampa Bay Ravens game a couple weeks ago. Uh, two of them actually happen to be in the same room with each other. And they're looking at the screen and not knowing that they're actually hmm. subscribers of ours are looking at it going, wait a minute, what, what do you have on this game? Wait, this side, what spread? Wait a minute, are you on Telegram? Yes. And they were just each to each other telling each other, man, I'm with the right people. Well, no, no, um, let's reiterate the story how crazy this is. So the client, Dave, is probably listening, is in the skybox in Tampa Bay. He's watching the game. The guy's a public figure, so I can say it with Hulk Hogan. They're watching the game. There's a game. The guy's rooting in the college game on the night of the NFL game. It was the Ravens game that we were invited to that we didn't go to. The other guy says, which side of the college game do you have on the game? The guy says, I have the game. He goes, oh, I have the same side. How do you get the games? What service do you use? And Dave's very you know, quiet about it. He says, oh, I have a guy who gives me the games on Telegram. The guy looks at him and says, <laughs> John and Mike in Baltimore, and they just, like, literally stop. And then immediately you deal with the one guy. I deal with the other guy. The one guy's calling you. Guess who I'm here with? The other guy's calling me. Guess who I'm here with? And then I get a picture of Hulk Hogan in the middle yeah, yeah. with one guy on each side. And no matter how big you are, if you stand next to Hulk Hogan, you don't look that big. So my next question yeah. to them was, when is Hulk Hogan calling? I didn't get a response. Yeah, right. <laughs> so funny. It's a good story. This but was it, in Tampa but, Bay. But, but, yeah, yeah, I'll Tampa send you the Bay. picture on WhatsApp in a second. And and what's funny about the whole thing is, so the other guy's name's Bill. He's actually very sharp, Dave. I mean, he's very sharp. He's been with us for, for years now. He loves what we put out. He, he gives us referrals. And, you know, he always praises how sharp you are. And how transparent that we are compared to 99.9% of this space in, you know, in business where we're, we're, we're not touting the information. We're allowing you to track what we're already doing. So, you know, it's, it, it was funny because both people had everything, nothing but nice things to say about all of us. The transparency, the ability I just sent you to, the picture, Dave, to, WhatsApp. to monetize to monetize this business and be creative and, and make money doing it. So it was just a breath of fresh air because for the, you know, for the 10 goofballs that I talk to on a daily basis that, that tell me, Oh, there's no way. And they tell me how they want to do it. And I can just tell from two minutes well, talking but, to them, they'll never but be let's, successful. Let, let's qualify let's, those guys. So let's qualify pregame versus all the, you know, look, you're going to have more variance on pregame. We actually lost last week on pregame. We lost seven units sure. last week. Yep. So if you're a guy and you bet a dime a game last week, you lost 7000 If you're a guy and you bet $100 a game on Dave's Telegram channel, you lost 700 That's life. That's short-term variance. What, so I think there's got to be a distinction. That's what I was explaining to uh, Big Micah in, uh, at Legend Next Door was a lot of these guys confuse the different wagering strategies and the variance. And I will say, and Dave can correct me if I'm wrong, if, if there's just more variance pregame, which is what 99 – look, 99.99% of the people that are going to subscribe to our service are going to play pregame 
They're going to be on Telegram. They're going to try to catch your number before it moves. And you know what? There's not other opportunities. There's not enough hours in a day. There's not enough time. These people have lives. They have kids. They have jobs. And they have uh, things to do. So you're, you're, I, can we, is my statement, Dave, not Johnny Square, where the variance is the variance greater if you're playing pregame only? Still beatable, still winnable, always going to make more than we lose. But over a long sample size, as you always like to say, it is, for, it is important for these people to understand, you know, if you lose seven units pregame in a week, it's not the end of the world. Um, that's just, and if your unit size is appropriate, our unit size is 1%. I lose, you know, 7000 on a $100,000 account, I'm not flipping out, yelling and screaming. If I lose $700 on a $10,000 account, I'm not yelling and screaming. But it is important because what a lot of people appreciate about what we do here is we don't just talk about winners. We're not handicappers and lock of the year guys. We're a professional betting group. We have our own radio show. We've been doing this for seven years. And I want the person listening to understand if you're on Telegram and you're saying, we're talking about killing it. I lost seven units last week. Instead of blowing Mike up for the next nine hours, understand the real reality that each type of uh, form of trading has its own variance. And sometimes you're going to have a week where all the live wagering wins and all the pregame and you have a losing week on the pregame and you're going to have a week where you win every pregame. I don't mean every game, but you have a nice winning week on the pregame and you lose on the live wagering. Carl Cal, Cal is sending me a text right now. Um, he wanted to know, and Dave, before I get to Cal's question, um, do you agree with that? Where you know there can be a there can be a tug of war, basically, pregame versus all the other strategies, and, and the clients need to know that. Yeah, but everybody has a way to get mass volume nowadays, and it's right. your edges higher or lower based on what how you go about it. Yeah, for sure. And I believe uh, one of the clients just sent me a text. He asked me a question. I believe we've answered this before. If, and if I've already asked you this question in past shows, again, not everybody listens to each show. But I think it's about you said on your video with Spencer that just dropped. He said, what is the expected value at a large sample size with pregame trades? And I guess the goal you're trying to shoot for between 4% to 8%, depending upon the week. 6%, like the other day on Instagram, you were talking about 5.5% on 2 million out there. Isn't it somewhere between 4% and 6%, 7% is what you're shooting for on a large sample size? For, for which one? For pregame bets? Pregame, 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 pregame. Mm, like two or three. But Okay. Yeah, two or three, it's hard, you know. Yeah, so you got to put a lot of volume through. I but, got it. But, but John, that's not it's not overall. It's per sport. I mean, college football is going to have a bigger edge than the pro sports. College basketball is going to have a bigger edge. Oh than no, the pro no, sports. we already, as we said, there's 202 games that already have been completed in two days. There's plenty of volume now for the pickings. Anybody that lacks volume isn't looking. I get it. No, what I'm saying is the expected value for college basketball is going to be much bigger because the line movements are going to be greater than they are with NBA and NFL. So you're always going to have a larger percent return if you're strictly trading college versus if you're strictly trading NBA or NFL. Oh, I agree. Yeah. 
But again, you still have to have a you still there has to be some acknowledgement that not everybody has the same lifestyle. Uh, and, and again, like I said, when you when you're in a situation where our main subscription model is pregame, that's our living. That's what we do. Nothing else matters but pregame. For 35 years, it's never going to change for the next 35 years because people have lives and they got to do what we call bet it and forget it. So it's important for that client because, like you said, uh, Mike, you get a lot of people DMing you and they'll say, I don't understand. I watched uh, these stories and everybody's winning and I'm losing pregame. Pregame is what matters. We don't have a business without pregame. That's our business. And so, like I said, that is in stone and not up for debate. It's not up for talk. And the clients need to understand that the more volume you put through, the more volume, the, 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 the greater ability you have to make money. And the guys that are NFL weekend warriors that are so excited for Thursday night football that haven't made a play since Monday and are waiting for Thursday or don't like college or don't like pro or blah, 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 they're the guys that really make their life harder because they're not being agnostic to the volume. And, uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I got in, uh, I won't say argument, I got in a little tiff with a client that uh, is a good subscriber and just despises college basketball for some reason. He has a bad taste in his mouth that has absolutely nothing to do with us from years and years and years and decades of trying to play on his own. And he's like, I don't want to mess with him. I said, fine. So you'll watch the the volume come in and you'll watch the expected value. And if you decide that you just want to leave that on the floor because you're worried about what shape the ball is because your opinion, which had nothing to do with beating the number, uh, uh, didn't work for ten dec- for five decades, that's on you. Um, you know, again, as we know, if 100 people wager on the NFL, Mike, it doesn't matter what the winning results are. It doesn't matter how great we are. 100 people wager on NFL. We already know 70 wager on the NBA. We know the 70 of the wager on the NBA, 50 wager on college sports on a serious level. I'm not talking about the one game warriors. Um, and I'm not talking about the, uh, the guys that buy daily picks or, you know, looking for the lock of the day or the game of the month. But again, with the, with the work that it's it required, I think the biggest uh, not square thing for the listener to hear is Dave is working. It is a lot of work. Dave is exhausted at the end of a 14-hour run. Watch that video that Spencer just dropped. What were you, what were you recording with him for literally 14 hours, Dave? Yeah. yeah it was a good, I mean, it's it was, a lot of work. Yeah. Mental work. Not physical work. Mental work. You're, you know? Yeah. No, that's worth it for me, but yeah. I'm yeah. sorry? Yeah, it's definitely a lot of work. Yeah, it's it's nice. Can you imagine somebody having a nine-to-five job trying to do what you do? Well, I mean, it just comes down to are you making enough and happy doing it. That's what it comes right. down to. Yeah. So, well, going back to the Spencer video, because uh, we were going to talk about it a little bit more in depth because the video did drop – and just a preface to the clients that are listening, if they haven't watched the video, please go to Spencer Cornelia's YouTube channel. It's the first video, the most recent video that's posted. And the goal was get out there, come to Colorado for the second time. He's, he wanted to get banned. I know the over-under originally was an hour. 
and you anticipated based on the bet sizes that he would get blocked in an hour. Obviously, that didn't happen. Obviously, he got blocked, but it took a full 24 hours. Again, with this stuff, there's no crystal ball, Dave. You know that. You anticipate it because you've seen it with other accounts that at the time you thought it was the price per wager that mattered. But in reality, what you realize from all that was the volume. So the volume is really what gets you blocked quicker. So probably if you made low wagers and you made a ton of them, you probably would have got blocked a lot quicker than it was because you were making large amount of wagers. So I don't know if I, personally, I know that the group that was there said the experiment didn't go as planned, but in my mind, I think it went exactly as planned. 24 hours is still a very short period to get banned. So we can't control the algorithms. We can't control the metrics that they use to get you banned quicker. But listen, 24 hours is still pretty damn quick if somebody's trying to do this and not understanding that literally they could go from making an $8,000 or $10,000 wager per game and it gets dropped to 100 right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any I mean, like yeah, input just, on that? What happened? No, the video was, yeah, it was all right. Um, we just, we did it and we hope, I guess they wanted to get banned. I, I was pretty shocked he didn't. But I kind of learned a lot when I when he didn't get banned, so it's kind of worth it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I th- I think it was worth it, and I know firsthand it was worth it. So at the end of the day, the fact that you're able to get the return of man, if I do this for 24 hours and literally it's done, I mean these sports books don't want you to win. It's like just like we say, if you're just betting for entertainment. You can't win doing this. You have to bet edges. You have to bet value. You can't just blindly bet every day and expect to win unless you're literally going on a lucky streak. So for these sports books to know this. Now, I'll tell you, you don't win a lucky quickly, streak. You want a lucky, a lucky streak is you walk What's into a, a car place or like a little gas shop in uh, in uh, California and you buy the, you spend $1 and you buy the sole Powerball for $2 billion. That's luck. He said the odds were like 280,000, 280 million to one. That one, not mm. that somebody would win the Powerball, that only one person. Usually, when you have a, pro, uh, a, a numerically, you think there's going to be multiple tickets around the country where people are going to be sharing in the prize. So the odds, I mean, think about how crazy that is with numbers because there's lottery syndicates out there which i don't want to talk about much on the radio that run numbers and figure out combinations and how many different uh opportunities they are and it's just crazy that there would be one winner only without multiple winners that that's luck I believe yeah. it. I wish I was that one yeah, good score. in California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really a good score. <laughs> Dave, I had a, qu- a question, a client. You know, I get a lot of texts when I'm on the air. And, again, I for all – everybody knows my nickname that Dave gave me on the air now is Johnny the Square. So when I ask square questions, we don't have to say that square. I'm already calling myself Johnny the Square. The question that the gambler asked me was, why would a casino ban any player 
even if they're getting their money in good, when the majority of the people that wager on sports lose? Don't they just want the liquidity no matter what? I know it's a square question. I'll let you answer. Yeah, but they don't want – yeah, it's a real square question. You're saying if they yeah, but, win, but what is the answer for the listener? Yeah, I mean, they don't – they're running a business. So, yeah, if they realize that for sure you're a bad to have value, they're going to they're gonna get rid of you because at the end of the day, they're, they're in business to make money. But yeah. can that group yeah. or that sharp player really affect their overall P&L when the reality is there's just so many more losers? That's what he's yeah, trying to get at. You know what I mean? Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah, but they would make that much more without the guy. Got it. I mean, I wish I wish he was right, and they didn't. But it, it just seems to me like there's enough liquidity and enough money to go around that there's still going to be always way more losers than winners. But if you think about it, what, if I go out and buy 30 houses and, and I'm making returns and everything's going smooth, why would I go buy a 31 that or keep a 31 that's a bad investment? Just going, well, I'm making enough on the other ones. Why would I do? Why would anyone successful do that? See, when you put it in the, the non-gambling terms, that makes a lot of sense. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I wish it what it didn't work like that. I mean, <laughs> but I wish, I wish, you know how they say it, everyone should have a, they should have a five hundred dollar minimum bet that every sportsbook has to take. I wish they would do that law. That sounds like a good law. But, what would be the value of that? Because you can make a fortune off $500 bets. I mean, not a fortune, but you know, you can make money, pretty good money. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody said, I'll give, I'll let, I'll give you 10 apps in Colorado, you can only bet 500 max, I could still make a lot of money. So, yeah, that's why we can make bets at least for 500 but you know how it is, guys. They don't want us. They don't love us. So let me ask you, when the guy hits a 10-teamer on Twitter and he's showing that he put up 1000 to win 90000 on some crazy wager, just at a legal app in, a, in whatever state it is, I see these all the time. They're like legit tickets. These aren't, these aren't cappers trying to sell picks. They're just like guys that got lucky. They go online and they brag. There's no CLV. It's obviously a lot of money line uh, tickets that they use. That guy will not get banned for putting up a grand and making a ninety-eight grand, correct? Because they know long-term he's a loser, even though he hit that parlay. Yeah. No, they're, they're yeah, you're right. They're just afraid of. They're just afraid of of. There's value to what you're betting. If there's no value to what you're betting and you're just lucky, yeah, get rid of you. They're all lucky. So that yeah, guy, every one of these guys. So guy, yeah. Well, that guy's question. You kind of have to elaborate on the question. If a guy's winning, but his bets don't have value, and he's just running good, taking bad prices. Um, if that's what he meant, why would they ban that guy? Then, yeah, like that doesn't make much sense. But if he's saying a known winner is betting, and why would they bet the known winner? Then that's pretty obvious. If the it, it, are your bets for value or not is what it comes down to. Yeah. So great, re- they, great re-answer to the question. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I getting lucky is getting lucky. No, I thought I was being kind of lazy on the answer because I saw all these alerts. I was just reading something. But yeah, getting lucky 
getting lucky, they don't care. But if your bets have value, you're a threat. So I kind of, yeah, we got unlucky. I felt, I felt like for our goal in that video, we, we got unlucky. But they, I guess they changed the way they do things now. Of course, right when that, I have that challenge. But the next day he was already banned to 25 hours a game. So I don't believe you got unlucky. It just wasn't in That's real time on the first recording. But it's it's the recording. I don't think. And not only was I, he banned, he he was banned losing thirty grand of his forty grand. So he was banned a loser, not banned a winner. So to me, that goes back to Dave's original point. He was getting yeah, value. that was a good point, John. He was banned as a loser. Correct. I'm glad you he brought that up. He was banned as a loser. If you watch right. the video, he started with forty four thousand. He ended the day with fourteen. <laughs> so again. The sports book didn't say, "Oh, we're going to keep this guy around." He lost thirty grand today. They got rid of him. Yeah. So for the listeners out there, it's not about winning or losing. Plenty of people get banned losing. That's people what people don't understand. When I see these guys go on Twitter, I can't wait till I can pay eight dollars for the blue check mark. I'm really excited because I'm going to fess up my eight dollars because I want to see all these guys on Twitter bragging that they bet 100000 a game. They never get cut off on these legal apps. And it's like the funniest thing in the world. And they all have fake pictures of the sunset. Nobody knows who they are. And the reality is, is that they're basically telling you they're not getting good prices or they would never get banned. Yeah, if that's, if that's what it comes down to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I also, I also think a lot of these other guys. Well, and I and was hammering. These, go ahead, I Dave. was hammering bets. I was hammering bets that had like a ten to fifteen percent EV, even better than the guys betting your accounts, the five or the, involved in those picks. I was betting like, I mean, yeah, I just, so that's why I was frustrated. Like, I can't believe they're taking these bets and not showing us the door. So. And, and, and for the list, right? But for the listener, that that's really important about the video. If you go watch it, you're getting ten to fifteen percent edges on these bets, and it doesn't mean that you can't have a losing day on the dollars. So he's yeah. doing this, and he still loses thirty grand on the day. That's life in the big city. Over a large so sample supposed, size, that takes care of itself. No, no, on those on those bets, I'm supposed to make win like literally sixty percent of them. I'm I'm not exaggerating. So then I I win like. Forty-five percent of them, and I'm going all right. Whatever, or the one I, he won, the ones I told him, and then it just was fun. I'm sitting there, okay, this is frustrating, but I'm learning a lot. But I learned a lot, and then uh, like, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I learned a lot. Well, that's <laughs> the other thing is the, these the, they set these metrics. We don't know what the metrics are for when you're going to get limited. Like, there's no. There's no, you know, guidebook that we could read that says, all right, if you do it this way, you're going to get limited in 30 minutes. You just predict it because you're sharp and you're constantly throwing in positive no, no, no. EV no, trades. No. It doesn't work no, like that. That's, no, no. I had a big sample size of, of people betting the, the certain things, and they got banned in two seconds. When I say two seconds, two seconds. So that's why I was kind of like sitting there just stunned. Like, but it's, <laughs> but I know you have a large sample size, but is there really a sample size when things change year to year with these guys and their algorithms of how yes. they, they monitor this yes. stuff? 
So we don't uh-huh. really know, you know. Yeah, that's why. That's right. That is right. But um, let's do you know when you said that? Hey, do you know when you said that is right just now? He smiled the biggest smile I've ever seen. I love that. You said that is right. He, he, was, does, he Dave, thought you were going to shoot knows him down. I'm sharp now. Dave, Dave has seen my awakening Mike, in the last Mike, 365 Mike Sharp and Johnny days. Square. Yeah, pretty He's much. Seen it. You're not very fast. It's all right. I can take it. That's my. That's that's. I told you. I'm like a little. I love it. I I own but, it. But Dave, um, where you're where you're gonna love even no, more, Dave. What, is he said. That's what's funny. I lo- I like. I love it too. I'm like, all right. I can go with this. So, if I don't call you square two or three times, I feel like, what's going on? Exactly. And then and then you're, and then you're well, giving all these sharp. You're giving all these sharp picks out all all year, and then all your logic is terrible. And I'm going. But the picks are really <laughs> But here's here's the thing. It's you know every now and then you know you could still get the get the you right. You know they tips, say a squirrel can the find right a nut somewhere. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're but the he, squirrel. But Dave, he he exactly. Dave, you know Dave, he does that to me, like in the office. He'll he'll come over and he'll start rap. You know, start telling me that I'm like there's there's no value there. He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, and I just completely exit and just say move on. <laughs> he's not used to it. He's used to me just agreeing with him over the years, and now over this last, you know, 365 days since, you know, I sat into those mentorship calls with the different clients that we had back when Spencer's first video dropped, and there's a lot of international clients that were very intrigued by how to read American markets and guys that are local where you are that, that did it as well. They were already sharp, but they kind of wanted to – understand the business model as well. I sat in those calls and I, I soaked it all in like a sponge. I mean, I, I literally understand it now where before I was kind of just riding your coattails, like 99% of the clients that are on Telegram, where they don't really, they're not, re- they want to know, but they don't really want to put in the work. Where I put in the work because I really wanted to understand the business model to perfection and I feel like through time and just like anything, when you learn a new language, it takes time. You got to buy Rosetta Stone. You got to sit there. You got to actually learn it. Same thing with the day version of Rosetta Stone. You know what? Maybe I just got an idea live on air. Maybe we should create the David Miller Rosetta Stone that you could actually buy and basically learn on your own without David Miller being on a Zoom call with you. I don't know if that idea will ever work or not, but it sounds like it's possible, Dave. Well, yeah, anything's possible, right? (laughs) Yeah, I'd do it. Yeah, everyone wanted me to do it in the camp. I feel like I'm a fighter in a camp sometimes with you guys. No, man. Look, we're all here for the same purpose, the same principle, the same result. This is about growth. This is about scaling the business. This is about getting more people in tune with what we do. And I think it's work. I know it's working. Let me rephrase that. Not I think. I know it's working because if we have a losing day, I don't have guys texting me. I don't get one single text. If you have a I losing day, they know it. That. They get it. I'm telling you, man. It's not always, but I do. It's but that's just because he has his notifications on silent. No, 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 no. No, no. From the guys on Telegram, I don't get the emotional win-loss text. 
the guys that are not on Telegram, that are short-sighted, that are in it when they buy, you know, the guys, certain guys can't afford Telegram. I get it. The guy, you could always go to David Miller's website. You know what it is. You could go on there. You could buy a sample of his selections for the day, for the week, for the month. That's all possible. We, we don't just weed people out and say, if you can't afford Telegram, you can't have a service with us. But those guys, some guys are overqualified, and they, they're short-sighted, and they sit there, and they go, well, yeah, I bet 5000 a game for the weekend, and I lost. You guys suck. Well, first of all, you're getting 10% of the volume when you're buying an independent when we say computer model, the computer just generates two of Dave's games of the day. No, let me rephrase that. Not games of the day. Games lines that are still available for the day. So a lot of times the line is gone, and it's Saturday morning, and you bought a, a few of his selections. Well, 80% of those lines that he bet on Tuesday and Wednesday could be completely gone. We're not going to offer that rate anymore, and we're not going to offer the play. So that just those two games, just like the same thing with your free picks that you give out on, on Instagram. And the guy bases his analogy, he bases his whole entire principle of your success on that one day because he lost a lot of money and he doesn't want to treat it like a business. Those guys are inevitably never going to be successful betting sports. They can, may get lucky and win, but there's no – commonality between what we do, which is long-term over a large sample size versus somebody that expects returns on a Saturday or Sunday. And if those aren't provided to them and they're not winning at a high rate, they're just going to bounce around to the next guy that's going to tell them that he's going to win 10 in a row, which is, you know, I, I feel bad for those people, honestly. So, you know, this stuff, it's not rocket science. What Dave does is hard to do yourself. But, man, guys, you could get on Telegram and just follow them long-term. You're going to be successful. So that's all I got for the day about that. I know well, it's now we got to do show. We, we got our picks. We got to do we what do the people picks. really want, which they only want short-term, don't care about long-term, free winners. <laughs> you, want, you want me to go first? Of course. I, I don't know if this is going to be square or not. Um, there's a couple in between that I like, but I'm going to stick to Chicago at the going rate, which is under three right now at two and a half. They're at home against the division rival, which I know division rival games are tough, but I do like Chicago's trending upward. I like to see what I'm seeing from them, and Detroit can't really stop anybody. I think that, that game, I'm throwing that game last week out. I think this is a team that's it's not a good road team, so... I'm going with Chicago at home, laying two and a half. See, I was gonna, I was gonna. Well, technically, we should give you three there, minus three even. But I was gonna, I was gonna take that one just same logic. But I was thinking, well, this should go down, and it looks like it is. But yeah, I, I can't fault that one. Okay, your turn, John. Let wait, wait, just, wait. Let Does me that mean you and, him have, I, you and him have the same pick, or you're going to have a, your own pick, Dave? No, I was I was on the fence for that pick. Like, not for this, but just Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, just, just to preface, I took them at the earlier line at two and a half. So if you can't get two and a half, I do not want three. If you could get three minus 105, I would take that. But predominantly, three if even. you can wait, and it's I think no. three even right now. 
Okay, three even. Yeah, so you're you get three so even. Take like it. A, I I think at two and a half flat, you have to fire it because I don't see any Correct. big money looking to take plus two and a half there. So I don't see how it would. But a lot of times when we say that, and then they they still do it. But yeah, I, I think yeah, that's that's at two and a half. That's that, standard spot. Standard, I'm not yeah, letting you standard. take my game. You have to, Dave. You have to pick a different game. That's not how this game goes. You cannot jump my and ride my coattails. You have to take your own. It's pick. like rock scissor. It's like the rock scissor game. You got to pick the next one. <laughs> John, why don't you just finally come up with a good pick? No, no, I'm just messing with you. you have. I think oh. you're in the lead. Johnny Square. Oh. Who does Johnny Square like? Who does Johnny? Well, Square I feel like, like I I can't impersonate a British accent, but I will say I'm going to take as my free selection the worst team against the spread this season. The team is two and six. They just had the miraculous comeback. Um, and I'm going to take uh, Brady in London, laying the whatever they're laying. Uh, I think it's, what is it? What is it now? Um, three or two? So you, you want me to, here, here, square card, it's not in London. It's in Germany. Okay, Germany, yeah, London. Same. 9.30 in that's the morning, <laughs> it's all the same to me. Germany. Same, different. Yeah. Further trip, further trip, longer ride. So, like I said, that's that's my square card, uh, Tampa Bay against uh, Dave's brothers, Seattle Seahawks. Tell your brother I am sorry in advance. Yeah, I think he would even take Tampa Bay there. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like it. Shit, I'm I'm on the same thing as you. You know that. I do. So what's your free okay, selection? The listeners are waiting on bated breath. I know, well, I, gonna, Miller. I know. I was just going to take. I was just going to take Carolina, but that's that's down. Um, man, I know. Sorry, I was. I just thought in my head. I'm putting that one, and then I didn't even analyze anything. Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers with seven. I like that. Chargers with seven. No. Now, and, 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 now and, we got a trivia. Okay. We have one trivia question. How long is the flight from Seattle to Frankfurt, Germany? Well, it depends because if you've, I already know from to London how long it is. I'm just, I'm not telling you to London. I said the flight from Seattle, Washington. Well, I've been to both. To Frankfurt. So, uh, I, I, I'll say. So let me figure that out. Tel Aviv is 13 hours. So I'm going to say 11 and a half hours. I do everything by Tel Aviv. Go ahead. Okay. Dave, what's your guess? Uh, Directly, let's see. That would be – see, I would think it would be way more than that because Vegas – well, I don't know how far that is. Uh, It's an hour quicker going west to east. Well, and then one way it's quicker than the other because of gravity. I know that. Yeah, so when I fly from Baltimore to Vegas, it's five hours. When I fly from Vegas to Baltimore, it's four hours. So I, it's an hour quicker flying from West Coast to East Coast. Always. Okay. Okay. And, uh, okay. And then what's – okay, so 16 and a half is what I'm picking. So the answer is 5,044 miles – which a direct flight is nine hours and 55 minutes. All right, so I said 11 and a half hours. I was a little off. Yeah, yeah, because of the wind. Yeah, 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 you're rolling, you're rolling. Yeah, you're rolling. 
It's it's because from Atlanta to Hawaii is 13 hours, and from uh, New York to Tel Aviv's 13 hours. So I knew it had to be less than 13 hours. There was no way. Yeah, no way. But anyway, here's the good news. I want to ask you guys a question. The America's team, people keep asking me, this fall from grace with Aaron Rodgers, as we have a few minutes left, I know what side you played, Dave, but just the overall fall from grace, obviously the big money is going to come in. I don't know. I can't figure out. Is the handle going to be split on this game? Everybody loves Dallas. And then you have people that just love the cheeseheads. Um, what do you say about this fall from grace, just period, winning the game straight up? I mean, what do you guys think about a three and six Green Bay Packer team, just not betting wise, just overall. Very shocking, don't you think? Yeah, and then you're going, well, are they that bad? In those spots, you're going, are they that bad or are they running bad? This is what you have to quickly think about. And then usually, usually, like if if there if, if it's like that, like a shocking, like either good or bad, one way or the other. I usually try to ride those teams in good spots. This seems like one this week. Oh, no, I'm aware. I was just saying just from a money line perspective, people are like, I don't think many people expected Detroit to win that game outright last week. We're not even talking about the point spread, just like survivor pool type stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think many people were thinking Detroit was going to actually win the game outright. Yeah, uh, it's because they've lost. Yeah, because they've lost to them at both so, teams. What for a million years in a row? <laughs> so isn't the perfect letdown? Isn't the perfect letdown situation the, the taking the Bears, meaning Detroit just beat their nemesis? They're right up the street from each other. Green Bay and Detroit are not that far. They're kind yeah, of like I mean, rivalries. One of the well, that's just one of the many factors. I mean, that's that's yeah, that's just one of the many factors to me. Yeah. It just seems like that line, they're like, I think they expect they're leaving. That line is low. A lot of people are going to be chomping in on Detroit uh, come come Sunday. It's an over, yeah, like well, Dave said, well, it's an overreaction kind of, spot. This is his, yeah, this was kind of one of your points, right, of why you liked it too. Right, correct. Uh-huh. And then so, when I look at the Texans, one in six and one against six and two Giants, and I, it just seems to me like the square side is to take the Giants. If I had to take the game, I'd take the Texans. I don't know, feel. Like, I, don't, I don't know. Like, why is the line not seven? Like, why is the Giants not seven at home against a team that's won six and one? Obviously, they must think they're running bad. You see what I'm saying? That's just how my brain yeah. is thinking. Again, yeah, well, Johnny Square. Right. No, that's right. That's right. Yeah. No, I, I I can't fault anything you're saying right now, and I usually do. So. I mean, I definitely thought the Giants were going to be seven on the opener. I was really shocked to see that the line was five and a half and then just went down to five and never went up. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Mike, That's what right. about the Ravens this week? Are you upset? I'm not. I'm actually extremely happy. We did not, you know, you know what just made me no, I'm saying, are you upset? It's a bye week. No, you know what you just can't made watch me upset? I just, I, I just got chills. Brian used to always do a Raven segment to start the show. And right. I feel like we've alluded to that. Now we're 
you know, we're, we're transforming into something different. But I always gave like a three-minute spiel about my team, my team, my team. He would calculate how many times I said mine, and then it would be, you know, it would be That's really true. entertaining. So just just remembered it. But you know what? We're, we're riding into the, into the new year with a lot of good content on the show. I think the show is fantastic. A lot of our listeners love it. Um, but now that we have a couple minutes to Brian, I'm going to give him a little recap of last week. The Ravens are back. The Ravens are back. The Ravens are back. Roquan Smith is the new Ray Lewis. The guy is an absolute stud. Everybody around him just becomes that much better. We're getting a lot of guys back from injury. Our defense is now for real. We play the absolute worst schedule the rest of the way. We have a bye week, and then we get the fantastic Carolina Panthers coming into the bank. I will not be at the game, but I'll be watching it. Ravens have no well, this receivers, point, but it doesn't you have matter. To rub it in that he lost last week. That Buffalo got beat last week. At this point, you're you got to go. It might be worse. It might be even worse. Josh Allen's hurt right now, so who knows what that's going to come to? But I mean, the line the only went from a nine and a half to three. We're in a great position to get the division crown and going to the playoffs. What happens then? We don't know. But the defense is back, and we're not giving up twenty point leads in the fourth quarter anymore with what I'm seeing last week. Not that, you know, the team we played was that good, but, you know, it's tough to get anywhere on the road in the NFL in a primetime game is tough. I don't care who you are. You're playing on the road in a primetime game. It's a tough spot. So, obviously, the odds makers thought the same, and they made the line what they did. If they thought otherwise, they would have made the Ravens five on the road, which so how about it's tough. How it's about tough Dave? to win. Dave can't watch good football no matter where he's at. He's in Denver, and he goes to Vegas. One team's two and six, and the other team's horrible. Dave, when are you going to be in an environment where you can get a good team? Oh, man, you're killing me. You're killing me. The Raiders, oh, man, man, blew 17-point leads. Was it four weeks in a row they were up 17 and blew the lead? They're so Something bad. Something crazy. They're so bad. They're so bad. Yeah, right. Well, all right. <laughs> Hey, look, man, to the I'm Johnny the Square. I got to have a little fun. Hey, that's not true. The Denver Nuggets are good. The Denver Nuggets are really good. The Denver Nuggets are good. Okay, we can reach out. The Denver Nuggets are good. And the Colorado Avalanche, I guess they're hanging. So, yeah, like I said, now we get full force into the college basketball. For you guys, you need to strap on and buckle those seatbelts for this high-volume basketball in college because it rolls all the way through April. I mean, we are just getting started. 202 completed games in two days. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. That's incredible. Huh? That's a lot I of like, games, I man. Like, yeah, it, it's hard for me to get too into it right now. Um, but I, I do, I do know that once football stops, I'll, I'll be, I'll be hardcore with it. You, you guys should know me right now. I'm back. And on that note, we'll be back next week for another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Big Dave, Big Mike, and Johnny the Square. Okay, bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Our unpopular.